0: G'day everybody, welcome back to Paddlecast, quarantine edition. Although this isn't actually a quarantine edition because I had a guest here today with me in the studio. And that guest is Benny Tadru, the head designer of One Ocean Sports and the man responsible for some of the coolest race board designs and increasingly foil board designs. Benny works here in the house of One, which is home the home of the Supracer podcast studio. Benny works in his workshop about 10 meters out that way. So I get to see Benny every day. He's a fascinating guy. He's an ocean master in many different sports. And I just wanted to share his insights and expertise and his stories with you guys in the paddling community. I would love to share what they're working on behind the scenes here at One, the new foil innovations. I can't say anymore, I definitely can't show you anymore, but what I get to see behind the scenes every day here is very exciting, so watch this space. Anyway, I hope you enjoy today's chat with Benny Taju. He's an absolute gun on, um, well, these days on a foil board. And so I asked him for some tips about how to foil downwind, because I have become addicted to foil surfing in the past couple of months. And I think the final frontier is foil downwinding. That is next level, but I can't do it yet. I tried and I failed miserably, so I gotta work on that. Anyway, I hope you enjoy today's episode. I hope you enjoy all the episodes of Paddlecast that are uh, almost daily. I missed one or two episodes this week, um, and there's a very good reason for that. I was busy building a marble racetrack. That's right, we're starting Marble Racer. To make up for the fact that we're missing all these big international races, we're gonna recreate them with marbles. My dad is building a race track that I can only describe as a work of art. He's a very clever man and he's come up with this. uh, Basically, it's a marble Formula One track. They go around the track, they go on an escalator back up to the start and loop around on the laps. So we're gonna have some fun with that. I'm painting up all these different marbles with the names of the famous paddlers and they're gonna go around this track and we're gonna actually recreate with a live stream and with commentary all the big races, the the marble liner cup, I think will be the first one, the 12 marbles, the Air France Marble Festival, uh, Marble Car to Oahu, <laughs> just any, in, any international event where I can come up with a ridiculous marble related pun is gonna be on the Marble Racer World Tour. And um, actually, if you join Club Sup Racer, which is a new club I'm starting this week to help fund the creative work of Sup Racer, I'm calling it Club Sup Racer, a very original name. It took me a while to come up with that one. Anyway, Club Supracer is basically just a fancy name for my Patreon page and Patreon is a way for you to be able to fund or help fund the creative work of artists. And I use that term very loosely when referring to myself, but Patreon's a really cool platform and I thought it was the perfect opportunity, you know, as a way to motivate me to give back more to you guys in the community and as a way to help fund the creative work of Supracer. So basically, if you just want to pledge a couple of bucks a week or a month, you can, you know, help keep Supracer racer going help these daily podcasts help the world rankings you know when the season does return help me with all the news and the stories everything Supracer racer produces you'll be helping fund that anyway there's going to be a few members only benefits a few bribes for joining the club you'll get early access to every episode of paddlecast you'll be the first to hear every episode um, there's going to be monthly sweepstakes prize drawing i've gotten some cool prizes from some of the brands the first month actually Quickblade has agreed to give away a thousand dollars in dis- discount coupons I'm going to chop them up into like a hundred dollars at a time. We're going to call them quick bucks. And uh, basically I'm just going to try and get some cool prizes every month from the brands and give out enough prizes that eventually, hopefully every member that signs up for club sub racer will eventually win something. But um, the coolest benefit, the coolest bribe by far, in my opinion, is that you can actually join the marble Racer world tour. If you're a member of club sub racer, we're going to do special um, members only races and I'm going to live stream them as well. <laughs> Uh, I'm obsessed with marbles at the moment, don't ask. I'm gonna give you your own marble with your name on it or whatever team name you want and I'm gonna send you around the track with um, a couple of the other pros and all the other members in Club Up Racer and I'm gonna live stream that actual race and the top finishers in that race will qualify into the next round of the Marble Racer World Tour. It is as silly as it sounds, folks, and it's even more fun. We did a few test runs this morning and um, man, there's something about it. I think marble racing is the new, it's the new thing. We don't need to go back to all those other sports that we're missing at the moment. Marble racing fills the hole for everything. Definitely for sup racing, um, or at least that's the plan. Anyway, it's just going to be a little bit of silly fun, but I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you join Club sup racer, you'll be able to enjoy it even more. Okay. This is a long rambling intro. Let's end it there. Shut up, sup racer. Go to bed. Here he is, Benny Tadru from One Ocean Sports. Welcome to Paddlecast. Thanks for non- having me, Chris.
1: Non-quarantine edition. That's right. Yep. Here together where we are uh, most days. Yeah. In the same building. You've had to travel all about 10 metres to join yeah. me here in the studio. Thanks yep. for making the effort, mate. That's Appreciate
0: all right. It. It's taken a while to get me in here, but <laughs> it's been tough. <laughs> had to get through all those VIPs. Yeah, that's it. You know yep. how it is. Getting yeah. important people down first. Yeah, yeah. And then I ran out of guests. That's right. Uh,
1: yeah, well, desperate times. So yep. here we are. Yeah. It's no, well, I'm scraping the
0: barrel. Yep. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to chat about to chat with you for a number of reasons. Um, for one, we have paddlecast episodes together every week, just informally, when we're talking shit out there in the um, yeah, in well, the bay. less paddle, more shit. Yeah, but yeah, we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, those aren't being recorded. But uh, what I wanted to share with everyone today was some of your insights because you're uh, you're the man. You're the man that um, makes the magic shapes for one ocean sport. Uh, you've made some probably the funkiest looking race board in the world which we want to talk about in a minute the rocket ship yep uh the edge pro 2.0 but i also want to chat with you about foiling can you teach me how to foil a bit better i'm, probably get, I'm getting there a bit um but you know how it. long
1: it's taken us to get together to have this talk so <laughs> to time ourselves on the water at the same time that's probably easier we've managed a few times yeah i think you're going you're going pretty good a little bit further and we'll be down with
0: you i've uh, we'll be laughing i don't want to repeat my 12 to hours effort where I took about no. an hour to paddle five K's.
1: More uh more training, less red wine, Chris. Yeah. The
0: best. I've um I gotta get <laughs> I gotta get stuck into this Chinese tea. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's it. More of that, more more running and stuff, and your heart won't blow up every time you try to pump it up on a bump.
0: Why is it so hard to get downwinding happening? Because I can do the waves now on the foil. Yeah. Pretty like half decent, respectable, yeah. let's say. The foil, the downwinding I got no. No chance. Yeah.
1: Well, you've grown up around here in the surf, um, you know what it's like when you see a wave coming that you can catch. So it's pretty easy to say, oh, this wave, I'll paddle onto this and away you go. So downwind, the the waves don't have the same power really. Like you can't catch it as it's breaking, not all the time. Um, yeah, it just takes a lot more push to get the thing on the foil and technique as well. The more you do it, the better you get at it and soon you'll be downwinding in 10, 15 knots. How long have you been doing it and did you have to struggle in the beginning as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first year um, We I went to Hood River To to paddle a race board there. It was probably only two years ago, maybe um, To paddle a race board and go see some guys in Canada and While I was there there was a few foils laying around So I spent half the week on the race board half on the foil and by the end of the week like yeah, I foiled that run But like my first one was and i had jake and jacko sort of giving me some pointers so because they did it a bit before me so yeah after a week there i could i could say i could downwind foil but definitely at that stage i was reasonably fit
0: what's the secret how do you downwind foil Uh, how come i can't do it you'll you'll
1: get it i think definitely downwinding in general if you can if you're good at that it helps like if you look at the people that do it and pick it up quick um like i think when i was there last time i think fiona was picking it up as well at the same time yeah um and obviously guys like jake who you know we haven't seen for a while but
0: so how do you how you paddling into a wave out in the ocean well you just feel the
1: energy when it comes the right bump obviously when you're doing a foil race you want to get up pretty quick but you get that bump just give it all you got pump it's kind of similar to ollieing a skateboard sort of yeah but I mean, every wing's different. I've tried a lot of different wings. So every, yeah, like some of them a bit more front foot, some a bit more back.
0: What's the but, theory, uh, how does foiling work? Cause I don't even know how these things work. We brought in a couple of props. It's a bit of show yeah. and well, It's a visual episode, folks, jump on YouTube. I
1: mean, it's like, it's just like flying. It's just like an airplane. So you've got a front wing, a rear, a rear wing. What's the
0: front, pick up the, the big wing. What's this thing actually doing? Is this lifting us up?
1: Yes, yes. So basically you've got the top side. it a bit higher, Benny. Where's it? Going for the right? folks at home. <laughs> it's pretty hard to see anything. This thing's been laying on my floor for about a year now.
0: Was this a custom prototype?
1: No, it's just one I've built myself. Just yeah, I've built a few now. Um They're basically the shape of the foil, it's like an aeroplane wing, it's like a sail. I don't think you can see that at all. You can see the profile, I guess.
0: So the front wing's lifting you up and the back wing's keeping you yeah, down. Yeah, so
1: the, the back wing is opposite force, but yeah, it balances it out. Also, the trimming the angle of the back wing creates adjust the So if you want a bit more front foot pressure, you can adjust it to push the front up. So you have to push more. It's like a rudder on a plane. Yeah. You know, like so is this there? So if you do that with the back, it's going to want to push the nose of the board up and opposite. Yeah. So but the more you have to angle it, the more compromise you're having speed. It's like everything, everything same as board design, you know, everything's a compromise. So, it's yeah. only
0: been, um, we were talking about this earlier today, right? Kai did his, Kai did that famous video four, four years ago this week. Yeah, right. His famous Maliko video where he was on that, that ten six chopped up yeah. Nash race board and everyone's like, holy shit, what is this? Yeah. So it's been four years only for this whole sport.
1: Yeah. And I, it's I remember progressed that and I pretty didn't, quick. Yeah. I didn't really think much of it at the time. I was like, that looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> and looking at about it now it really is weird i don't know how he like probably kai can do it but there's no way i could down into ten six like if it's seven foot i struggle so isn't it, that weird
0: how quickly the boards changed
1: yeah 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 well i think the board i learned on was maybe seven foot but like i did maybe one or two runs and i was like this thing's too big <laughs> as long as you've got a reasonable amount of strength you can paddle something pretty small up on the foil yeah just obviously depends on the design of the board and everything but well those little prone boards are like boogie boards these days yeah they're just little squares a lot of them yeah so you know they've got a lot of for the size of the board they've got a little lift and for a five-foot board or four foot whatever they've got a lot of surface area so they float higher than you so a four-foot foil board will float as high as like a six-foot surfboard you know yeah yeah, I thought
0: foiling was pretty silly when I first saw it. I thought sup was pretty silly when I first saw it. Yeah. I thought, That's yeah. never going to take off. Yeah, same. And now look, all I do is talk about sup all day.
1: So. Yeah. Well, my brother did it before me and I thought he was just a, I was like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Let's go windsurfing. And like it would get windy, he'd go for a downwind and he'd paddle past me and I'd be at windsurfing. i like, you're an idiot, man. <laughs> and I'd sail around him on my windsurf, and yeah, I don't know, kind of missed him windsurfing so I started hanging out with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You boys have always been in the ocean, huh? Weren't you and your brother was your yeah. brother your sailing partner?
1: Uh he was. But yeah, it started way before that. Um when I was maybe nine, grade six or year seven or something. My parents sold our house and we they bought a boat. So we lived on a boat for a year. Yeah. Um yeah. So that was obviously we were close. We had no choice. <laughs> um <laughs> fought a lot but we yeah i think that year of our life really i guess molded us into people we came here
0: and ocean loving people
1: obsessed yeah yeah i remember we'd be like the boat dad bought because my old man's a big influence he's grown up building his own boats and on the ocean he built this boat that we cruised on it was actually like an old racing boat so sailed quite well yeah and we we're all just obsessed, like we were like. Can we make it go faster? Can we make it go? And it was just <laughs> my dad, my mum, and me, and my brother, on his big boat. I remember one, I'd just sit there looking at the speed thing. You know, it's got like a speedo. And <laughs> one day we hit like eighteen knots or something. It's like that's the top speed for the year. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, we need to slow down. You know, it's just the four of us on here. It's getting a bit hectic." But yeah, I was obsessed. When did you start racing? Didn't you guys? Were you in? You
0: almost were in the Olympics or you're in like the Olympic training. Yeah,
1: So What's the story? Um, the way it works with sailing is every country basically has one representative. So we raced the 49er class, which is a skiff. Um, and we were second Australian for the Athens games. Um, I think at the time I was 19 or 20. I was, for sailing, I was super young. And um, probably the next eight years would have been good for me, but I got just sick of it. Always traveling, like it sounds bad. Like, oh, I had to spend six months in Europe or whatever. <laughs> like, I know it's your dream, but for me, I was it's always competing. It's not like I'm looking at things. And as an 18-year-old or 19-year-old, I didn't even care. Like, I drove past the Leaning Tower of Pizza and I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> Let's just get to where we have to get to, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we we stopped after that, but we did the test Olympics. I so we went to Athens and did basically do an Olympics before the Olympics. Yeah, so that was cool as a kid that was fun and then um so you were a very good sailor basically uh yeah i was did all right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that that was uh sort of stopped shortly after that i think the first time i heard your name was
0: um was it the king of the cut or the Maybe. doctor about yeah. six or seven years ago i don't know what it was yeah. but you won in one of the wa races or something like that you're up there yeah i was like who's this guy the uh who are the tajri brothers
1: yeah i think the second king of the cut i did i won i think the first one my brother won I could be wrong. could be the other way around. We didn't... I mean, for us, it was just like going for a paddle any <laughs> other day. Like, I lived there. But I think one day I got to do it and I went home with a 1000 bucks, So, it was a bonus. <laughs> it's like, look what I got. Well, I was paddling today. So, I think we sort of toot and froed every year for a while there. Um, you know, and then all the guys from over here came over that trained every day and stuff. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and um, actually, that's how I sort of became friends with Bo. He was the first guy from over here to come. And the year he came... Was probably still as good as it's ever been. I remember we were racing 14 foot boards and we averaged like 14 and a half Ks per hour, which on a 14 foot, especially for a guy that's, you know, I just downwind for fun. And Bo was really good at it. He wasn't that far ahead of me just because the bumps were so good. Yeah. But um I mean, he was just frothing. He was like, this is the best thing. I'll come back every year. Is that <laughs> the best? He has.
0: Is it the best downwinder in Australia? King of the cup.
1: I would say so. Yeah. I don't think I'm by it. like I live at literally at the start line I used to. Um so yeah I did it most nights through the summer and didn't really get bored of it.
0: It's better than the Gold Coast runs.
1: Yeah, I think so. The Gold Coast The Gold Coast in the South East is good and it's fun and reasonably easy. Like you get that wind bump and not a lot of swell. Um I mean the WA runs so windy the bump just the wind swell gets big. Yeah. But also it's just consistent as well so probably the closest we get to it over here is a nice northerly down south, like Kingscliff where you get those nice northerly swells. Especially on a foil. Because you want those nice ocean swells.
0: What's the um how's it compared to the gorge? How would you compare WA West Island,
1: uh to I prefer it. Um but um the Gorge is definitely it's a, I reckon it's a great place to go downwinding. Like if you go with people that are a bit newer to downwinding, the bumps are yeah, you, know, you can pretty much choose your own track down that run. You can stay in small bumps all the way if you want. Um WA is pretty wild. It's like the other side of Australia. I think it's the most isolated city in the world. <laughs> w Perth. I think that's a fact.
0: <laughs> um it is the middle of nowhere western Australia. Yeah. You got to cross a desert to get there. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's wild and it's um you know there's lots of stories about big sharks and all that stuff over there but just in general it's a little it's it's the ocean and the gorges well, it's a river, you know, everything's running in one direction. So, yeah, for, for me, I'll, especially on the foil, the king of the cut is a nicer place to foil. Yeah. Just bigger, longer drawn out bumps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's the, um, what's the plan with foiling for you? You're making foils now. I uh, oh, can't I've talk a- too much about the secret recipes <laughs> that
1: have been cooked up in that uh, back room, but yeah, well, I've made a whole bunch of foils for myself to play around with. Um, and yeah, I, you know, i did not keen to release anything until it's better than stuff that I've been using, and I've used pretty much everything now. Yeah. And yeah, getting towards a stage where I'm pretty confident that I've got something that's um, yeah, probably as good as foil that I've used. So, all right, watch, yeah, can't say too much. Space. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's going to be an interesting announcement soon from the boys. Well,
1: at some point, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Has, it's been an arms race in foiling. Like we're saying, yeah. Kai's thing was four years ago. It's progressed so much.
1: Yeah. Well, the stock wings, probably over the year. I mean, GoFoil probably have put out a few wings, and you see Jimmy with some custom wings. He had some over in Perth when we are over there. But, I mean, the Unifoil, Signature Foil's been the same for quite a while. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everyone says that, but the foils, the stock foils haven't really... Going that crazy but i'm sure there's lots of guys on custom wings mm. um and obviously yeah i use stuff that i make for myself how much is it
0: how much is, it, is the equipment and the rider at the moment like if you look at results from the say like molokai yeah or gorge race or something how much do you just have to be on the latest wing
1: uh oh, for could? sure you need to have the best well i mean there's obviously a crossover point somewhere there <laughs> yeah. like i could have a better wing than all these young kids and they'll still beat me you know, they're going to pump all day long. Um, and you know, there's like old downwind with someone on the same wing and we're never going to hit the beach at the same time. So it's, you got to choose your course. Um, but for sure there's, there's no way you could, uh, like the wings I started downwinding on or the wings you're on now that you're learning on. There's no way, no matter how good you are, you could keep up with me on like something like this, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's obviously it matters a lot but there's also a crossover point where there's going to be a guy that's on a slightly slower wing that can keep up with someone if they've got the skills. Is it more important than in race boards? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can sit on bumps and literally stand there. And if you've got an efficient fast wing, you can just be well flying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what descri- can how do you, how would you describe the feeling of foiling to someone that has no idea what it is?
1: Um, I don't know. It's, I don't know. People are much better at describing it than me. I'll, do you feel like you're flying? I think I think
0: like experience for you. Uh, no, nah, cause my God, brain's God always down ticking. from the clouds when you're out downwinding and yeah, I'm always thinking about life.
1: something to improve when I'm doing it mostly. So it's not that peaceful.
0: <laughs> are you going the whole run without dropping? Like do yeah. you guys get up at the start and then you drop down an hour later.
1: Yeah. However long the run is. Yeah. Unless we have a crash, but generally, so yeah, you're, generally you're these days. Yeah, an hour. We've done a few runs longer than that. So the guys that did Molokai would have been, they were two hours or something, weren't
0: they? How does it work with your legs? I do one pump at the alley for 10 seconds and I'm yeah. exhausted.
1: But me too. Like I pump around the alley a few times and I am I sit down and have a little breather. But yeah. downwind, you can be efficient, you know, you can sit on the little bumps and just stall. You can sit on big bumps and just relax. Um,
0: so you're not just pumping for an hour. No, you're gliding.
1: Well, I'm sure, you know, there's going to be kids that can do short races <laughs> and just keep pumping. And that's what I mean. Like they'll, they'll, they'll beat the guy that's not as fit on the same wing, but yeah, like I can, like in Perth, the king of the cut race, when I finished that, I was good to go again because yeah. it wasn't that windy. The bumps were small. So you pretty much stalled on them and then you, like there was gaps so you pump through and stall, go again. But the same thing, again, the kids that just keep pumping over every bump they see. So. Those kids in Hawaii, the Maui kids, mm. are freaks. Like what I'm sure Spencer's the yeah. and
0: Kai and everyone are doing yeah. the Hoot
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, as you know, I've got little kids, so I don't get to go overseas much. But <laughs> I'm sure, like, those kids in small little bumps would be just about untouchable. Yeah. Like Hood River, where you take off in little bumps. And, like, if you sit on those bumps, you're going slow. You need to be passing those bumps. Yeah. And I think that's why the ocean is better for foiling. Like, you can get on big bumps and be doing 30Ks plus. So,
0: What's the... uh, Taking it back to your old days on the sailboat, looking at the speedo, what can we top out on on a foil these days and where could we go in a few years?
1: Oh, we get over 30. Um, Can we do sail GP speeds? Didn't those boys hit 50 knots on the big? 50 knots, that's pretty quick. The problem is, if you're going 50 knots, you've got to get that wing up in the air to start with. Mm. So, obviously, your wing pump up you have to have some surface area and it's all a trade-off so, so yeah the bigger
0: the, fo- the bigger the wing the easier to get up and the slower it goes basically. generally
1: yeah I mean there's obviously yeah but as a general rule yeah
0: <laughs> so you need like a just a needle thin wing to be doing
1: super speeds but you never yeah get well it up. I mean if you get towed in on a foil yeah like back in the day when they were towing into jaws and all that they would have they would have some pretty crazy speeds I assume their foils were like can you see that this big (laughs) this big that that was the width of the wings their front wings were like this big which is like a back wing
0: is this like the laird hamilton days yeah yeah but they'd get ripped into big swells and with the the moon boots
1: yeah yeah the snowboard bindings i assume they went pretty quick wow so what
0: are we what are we topping out out now what can you boys do out there
1: on the i think maybe 35 to be honest i don't really look i look more at the average and heart rate to see how sort of the wings working but um because yeah. i mean the top speed's hard because we always got a bit of current and stuff going but i think around about 35 downwind well, compare it to a
0: sup compare it to a 14 footer what's the speed difference is it two times three times what is it
1: yeah so what do we do 20. Yeah, it's about double <laughs> yeah so jimmy i think at king of the cat what was he doing he averaged like 15 but like He's as good an unlimited paddler in the, in the world, really. Um, yeah, and we sort of averaged a bit over 20.
0: So you're going 50% faster than an unlimited being paddled by the best? Nah, not nah,
1: not in that circumstance. Maybe in big open ocean with swells, but compared to your average punter who's doing, say, 10Ks an hour downwind, mm. you'd be doing over over double. Like yeah. If you're doing 20Ks an hour downwind on a foil, that's a very slow run. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so that's three minutes. So when I was doing 5K an hour... Yeah. So a three minute kilometers, that's sort of like the bottom end of the wings, you know, much yeah. slower and it becomes hard because you've got to keep the thing up. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're foiling in light winds doing over three minute minutes, it's like, oh, my legs, you know, but then as you start getting under three, it starts getting easier and you actually find it like once you're under two thirties on the big swells, it's actually not that hard on your legs because you're sitting on big long swells and yeah, it's quite good. That's when it's fun.
0: How do you how do you design something that's so new? What's the philosophy? Because it's kind of Um, like it's almost. I mean, they've been around for years on boats and everything, but it's kind of a blank canvas for you guys.
1: Yeah, well, for me, it's not totally. I used to design sailboats, like racing sails. Yeah, and a sail is basically a foil. Um, In what? How? How so? So it's they're designed the same way. So. Even on, on the program, it's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a similar, it's, it's a, like, I had to learn a different program for foils and boards, but the actual, um, it actually looked pretty similar. Like it was a long time ago that I did it. Um, and the the difference with sails is you have a mast holding it, like a, the, the sail sits in and the mast flexes so you can control, you know, you control the foil shape, you can bring the, the apex of the foil forward and back with ropes and pulleys you know stuff it's like stereotype sailing things you know like ropes <laughs> adjust the, the you can adjust the curve so you can make the sail have more lift less lift are we talking about what kind sails? Of in, yeah the, the sails in the air so if you want a more powerful sail in the air not the not a foil yeah you make you make the foil deeper so a, a flat foil that we foil on on a sup has less lift but it's faster so as as you're sailing a boat you flatten the sail with the controls that you have. And a foil is similar. So basically the best foil is a similar to the best sail. You want a foil with the best range. So a good bottom end that you can oh. that you can get up and go slow on. Yeah. You think why oh, would well, you want to go slow? But you need to go slow at some point. Otherwise whenever you hit a shitty section, you're just gonna be you know, cooking yourself. It's fascinating. Also, yeah. Uh, but you also need high end speed as well.
0: So you're saying that you can use the same basic principles on a sail yeah. in
1: the air and a foil in the water. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, fascinating. I, don't a, I don't have a pen and paper, but
1: the the benefit of a sail in the air is you have a lot more control over the, the draw my the, little
0: uh, my little podcast note sure. over here. Why not? I've been a C- sail for about, for about 20 years. <laughs> um
1: so this is the mast.
0: So when uh how long have you been uh working on the foils?
1: Um let me get a minute. I'm concentrating. <laughs> Dead air. Um, probably a couple of years I've been building my own. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Show us your work of art. I keep forgetting that. So basically... This camera here. Yeah. I'm, is it, can you see that? Yeah, we can't hear you now. Talking to the mic. <laughs> so that is... So that's like a deep sail, yeah? So if you're going sailing, there's not much wind, you shut. The top one is the deep one. Powerful. So that's like a deep... So if you, if you just draw a straight line along the bottom there, you look, you got what looks like a foil, but you, a deep draft forward sail is very forgiving and very good in light winds because it's powerful. But if it gets windy and you got that sail, it's just going to be flapping in the wind. It's just drag. So you flatten it out. So there's less drag. You go faster, but obviously you've got the wind for power. We don't, we still got to paddle our foils into the air. So what's actually...
0: What's the, give us the layman's terms. What are the forces at work? When you're up um, and foiling, how does it keep going? And when you pump, why does it keep going? Uh, basically,
1: the easiest way is the pressure accelerates over the curve, creating Hold. less pressure above Hold the wing. Hold that thing up for us. So it accelerates over the top of the wing. Yeah. Because it's, it's curved. So basically, the bigger the curve on top and the, fl- the, the flatter the bottom, the more lift. Yeah, because there's less pressure on top.
0: So where do how do you draw, where's the line? Or is that just how you guys experiment with designing? Like, how the, do you know the curvature?
1: The no, the curvature of
0: a foil? Why do you not just have a giant dome and a dead flat bottom? Uh, because then it's more drag. Hmm.
1: So sure. Yeah, there's positives for that. Like it would have a lot of lift. But then if you, if you've just got a, a flat bottom and a huge dome, firstly, you're going to have this point at the front the water's going to hit and it's not going to want to flow. So you have turbulence straight away. Like I should say, I don't work for NASA or anything. This is all just, (laughs) you know, I haven't even studied anything. I'll just, this is just time on the water and time and sailing. And it's basically, uh, just my life's learnings really, and it seems to work all right for, so, and also my, I should say my dad again, he, he designs and builds his own planes, (laughs) model planes. So he's been a bit of a springboard for me while I've been playing around.
0: What's the, uh, and we reached the end of history with sup foils and prone foils. Like, are they going to stay relatively similar and just have little tweaks here? And nah, then? nah, or we are get, we going to do some radical innovation?
1: Yeah, we got some ways to go. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I think
0: what, what where is the innovation going to come from? Uh,
1: it would be great if we could adjust them somehow on the fly mm. and yeah. And getting onto the foil. To make it more, I mean, the hardest thing I find with people learning to downwind is getting them on the foil, you know, like mm. if you get, um, anyone that can downwind well on the foil and comfortable, they'll probably be fine. Cause they know where the power is in the bump and they know their way through the ocean, but getting them up on the foil is without giving them a heart attack is, <laughs> is that's the key. So yeah, I think there's a, a lot of development to go for subs.
0: I know my heart's been pushing to its uh, to the red line. Yeah, when I'm out there trying to pump around at the hour. Yeah. So what's the uh, tell us about the on the fly?
1: What could we put possibly do?
0: You mean change the shape or change um, the pitch, like change the
1: angle? If we could change, yeah, or even if we could put some sort of rudders or something similar to an aeroplane, like to, the little flap ones at the yeah back? The back to give us a little bit more lift when we want it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's tricky. I mean, we have got to figure out a way to do that when we're standing on a foil. And obviously, guys like us that go supping and foiling and surfing, we're not millionaires, so we can't go to some tech company and say, "I want a Bluetooth switch that controls my foil shape." You know what I mean? Like I'm sure F1 will be able to do that. Well, they do. They open their wings when they on the straights. Yeah, they do twenty k's an hour quicker when they, you know, they take away the drag, whatever. So I'm sure it's all possible. But it's the people with the uh, the funds, really. I mean, it's not necessarily a rocket science it's just we need some some
0: red bull money from kai
1: yeah well made onto it lenny yeah yeah but he doesn't he can he'll probably paddle anything up you saw him pumping up wind in that race yeah he's a freak he doesn't need it don't don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> forget that forget we said anything what's your um what's your take on e-files are they cool are they a bit of a wank uh i've never used one so it's hard to comment if people are having fun on it i mean what are they fifteen thousand dollars they're not cheap crazy. I think some of the good ones are like 20 grand Aussie. Yeah. Like 12 grand I mean, US. Pretty much everything I've put on the water must, that I'll use on the water I try to make myself and I'm not going to make one. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if people, but, if people with a bit of money can have a bit of fun on a foil, go for it. But is there like a philosophical,
0: would there be a philosophical barrier for you? Like you, it's got to be a human powered
1: nah. or would it sail be powered, human powered. Yeah, I mean, it kind of takes a lot of the a lot of because you added the design and stuff when you can just power the thing up, yeah, yeah, but um, uh, to be honest, I've never really thought that much about it. <laughs> I've
0: tried it once, I tried it once yeah. in Spain, and it was damn good fun, yeah, I don't know if the novelty would have worn off quick or not, but I guess if you're like
1: fun. uh on Sardinia or Mallorca or something, it'd be pretty nice to have an efoil It was on Majorca actually, there you go, yeah, yeah, I could imagine
0: you've yeah. been you've been over there a few times, haven't you? yeah,
1: we used to do a competition there once a year, that was. Good times <laughs> that's
0: my favorite place in europe Majorca. yeah it's beautiful they got a bloody good paddling crew over there
1: yeah all of the t- all of spain's top juniors just about yeah. come from this one little club over there yeah right well it's probably been 20 years what am i Forty. <laughs> 20 years since i've been there so i don't think sup existed when i was there
0: uh no
1: just when, me. when
0: did sup start i should don't probably know. know the answer to. That. you should know
1: if anyone should know <laughs> <laughs> oh you've seen those pictures floating around with a guy on an old bit of wood with a Oh, bamboo the, paddle or something there's the Peruvian guys were doing it 2000 years ago yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. gets very
0: funny when you talk about the orange and it's like well you know there's some guy in Peru paddled down a river in like yeah, yeah. 1000 BC like well that's not what we call paddling a bit different Then yeah. there was the Waikiki Beach Boys in like the 60s yeah, or whatever but it was basically when Laird started doing it
1: he was surfing and yeah And, and that that was, wasn't there a sticker that said blame Laird
0: oh yeah that was I think quarters. that's still a trending hashtag yeah. for surfers that like to hate
1: on yeah, yeah I saw a I saw a Sticker at the alley that said, Don't sup the lineup. Like, oh, we're still doing that. <laughs> the problem is, I rock up at the beach and I got my shortboard, my sap, my foil. I'm like, oh, who's looking? What board should I get out? <laughs> I don't think there's any. Um, oh,
0: wrong person on the screen. There we go. <laughs> it's hard to talk and press a button. Yeah, I could imagine. Time, I folks. couldn't even
1: draw that picture at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone shortboards the anymore. How can they complain? It's like either yeah. longboarders, stand up yeah. paddlers, surf ski guys, and now. Every other person's taking mm. their foil out the alley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well you
0: shortboard you're in the wrong spot.
1: The only the only time I shortboard the alley is if it's like ten knots onshore and a decent swell and there's no one around. Yeah. And you get have a bit of fun. But yeah, it's um It's
0: become a Mecca. Yeah. That's the gathering spot. There's the Foils so many and foils. longboarders. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the same with SUP in the early days. All the SUPs would congregate at the alley. Mm.
1: Well it is it's a great spot. Oh it's hard to park there at the moment. <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> Yeah, the,
0: um, we're lucky over here. Super I was chatting lucky. with um, Nico, speaking of one. Oh, in Italy. It's the one weekend. Yeah. We had Nico yesterday from once up Italy. Because they're shut down, yeah. They're full shut down. He hadn't left his apartment in 45 days. And then he was allowed to go down to the beach because he runs a beach club. Yep. And he wasn't allowed to go in the water. And yeah. he said it looked so surreal because it was a perfect day and nothing, like no one was in the ocean. There's no yep. boats. There's nothing allowed out there. So it's just this empty playground. Not allowed to not wow. touch it,
1: and he's an—he's got some energy too, that guy.
0: Oh yeah, imagine him cooped he up in an apartment yeah. forty-five days.
1: Yeah, it's rough, eh? Yeah, it's—it's. It's, so we're lucky over here. We're super lucky. Like I still take my kids to the creek, take my son to the beach and push him on some waves if I can find a car park. <laughs> car parks are closed, but just got to walk. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We can't complain speaking of not complaining
0: I was not complaining at the 11 city tour last year (laughs) segue do you like that
1: yeah show Rogan (laughs) eat your heart out
0: buddy Um, (laughs) I was I was pretty happy at the 11 city tour last year because I got to test out I was one of the first guys who got to ride the rocket ship
1: Yeah, I think officially known as the edge pro 2.0 I think uh, me and Kenny paddled it and then you yeah not even not even uh, Jacko I think wow that was a quick drop off in skill
0: Mm. Kenny Benny and then me yeah oh you, you, you do right i um got some good photos with it it's the main thing yeah see it <laughs> but speaking of the photos i want to bring it up for those that don't know what we're talking about it's the edge pro 2.0 from one ocean sports it's the craziest looking race board it's back- tell us because you um this is your design yeah what's the what's the theory on this because it works it um, works
1: amazingly well but why does just, it work uh to me it- kind of just seems practical uh like we always know a, a pointy nose and a pointy tail round soft edges is a bore that's going to glide what's um, the theory
0: on that what's that cutaway at the end there how uh, it just kind of cuts back at the tail
1: to be honest the cutaway i i could have just just about gone without it <laughs> but Jacko's like people like to kick turn you know so that was just for turning that's yeah what. so when you stand back the whole that goes underwater, and all of a sudden you have a couple of inches extra stability, and around you go. Whereas I don't, um, I just wanted to make the, this board as fast as possible in the flat. Nothing else, no kick turn, nothing, Jacko. Like, why And it's you know it's good to work for uh, one because Jacko lets me kind of do whatever I want. <laughs> and if like, <laughs> if I have a crazy idea and he has a crazy, let's just try it. So yeah, and you know, luckily it worked. It wasn't a waste of money. So basically <laughs> the idea is to go really fast and not have the drag of a square tail.
0: So how do you, it's kind of like a canoe on the bottom.
1: Yeah, it's just like a ski, um, outrigger. You know, it's like all the fastest craft you paddle in flat water. It's basically like that really. What were you looking at for your inspiration for this? Were you looking at
0: other craft?
1: Uh, Was there, cause there's not much in SUP to really. Nah, just looking. On. Well, most downwind boards have a pin tail. And you can feel the benefits of that tail when you're downwind and the glide and also the forgiveness, like the pin tail and a pin nose is kind of like, I call it like suspension. So there's not much surface area when you hit bumps. Yeah. So when you go also like this board's incredible into small bumps because you paddle into like one foot of chop and you really don't feel it because the, the nose hits the chop and wants to push the tail in. There's no resistance at the tail because it's. There's no surface area so Mm. the board just keeps going forward so as far as boards that i've designed it's probably been i'm you know i'm not a big flat water junkie but it's been super satisfying you're not a big
0: flat water junkie i got a photo up here benny
1: yeah you boys paddling 100 (laughs) k's on the flat water (laughs) yeah i did that that was a mental challenge for me more so than a, (laughs) like i wasn't going out for fun and you know i'm good friends with steve and we had a good
0: time That's like the Aussie 11 cities tell us about this race because I just heard from the organizer It's gonna be it's still on for this year. It's in October.
1: Yeah, right. Fingers crossed. Yeah I think he tried to call me the other day. Um, I should call him back, but it's um, basically it's Well, it's not not quite the 11 cities. It's three days. It's 42 or 43 Ks The first day, I think it was 45 for the second and then 28 or something for the last so it's decent it's um it's further than I've ever paddled in a flat but I actually kind of enjoyed it like meant like I kind of enjoyed the the pain a little bit so you come into 11 cities next oh, I'd love to do it but uh it's hard for me to uh, leave the family for that amount of time yeah as you know would you seriously love to do the 11 cities yeah yeah, yeah. Why? I'd do I'd do anything like if I was just cruising around on my own with money to spare I'd go do it yeah, yeah. let's get you over there on a, a one R&D mission yeah, maybe I'll try and get a twenty foot flat water board or something with a rudder.
0: What could? Uh, there you go. There you. I've blue, seen those your guys. Your blue baby.
1: Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That board. <laughs> I finally got a graphic that I liked. Normally, yeah. Angie does my graphics, so I rock. So I get like a pink, orange, <laughs> and green board or something. I said I want a glossy blue board with silver stripes.
0: Baby blue. Yep.
1: What's the um?
0: What's the final frontier are there any final frontiers in uh in race board design like can we go anywhere else
1: um well for us that's probably been as big a step forward in a board over the last three or four years for us
0: i think for anyone
1: yeah well i'm not gonna say that (laughs) i'll say it i'll say it for you i mean i've paddled square tail flat water boards and yeah it doesn't compare like i've got a board that I had before that, which is a prototype that was kind of like the traditional square tail, super mm-hmm. easy to kick turn, crazy stable. And you can pad it like you have a 20 inch wide board, it's still stable. But at some point, this board's getting deeper and deeper in the water because it's getting so skinny, you know? Yeah. Um, so we thought, let's just create a really fast hole shape and make it whatever width we have to make. So now we, like, I got the 21.5, which is that blue one. But I, like, Jacko loves the 23.5 it's a lot more stabler and it's still it's as fast as any 21 board we've paddled yeah just because the shapes just better like like it's easy to get caught up in saying I want a skinny board and mm. I do the odd custom board and it's always like, got oh, just just chill with the width let's just make <laughs> a fast board and you stand on what you can stand well, it's on, not right?
0: very fast if you're falling in the water
1: yeah yeah that's right I was uh, I was very
0: impressed I paddled that at 11 cities and it felt, I mean, I'm not a fast paddler. It didn't even necessarily feel like if it was a sprint, like a 200 meter sprint, I don't know if I could have paddled that much faster. It's just, yeah. that it was so insanely efficient. Yeah. I paddled for five hours and I wasn't tired. Yeah. And every day at the 11 cities, I always hit the wall after two or three hours. But this yeah. one, I went all the way to the finish. I was even with someone, with uh, one of the guys I always paddle with for the first half. And then I always get dropped. Yeah, right. And I went all the way to the end. <laughs> And it was the first time i'd seen him that year and he was like man you must have been training this year yeah it made him feel bad and i was like actually i haven't trained once it's just magic board
1: yeah yeah that's that's probably a good way to describe it like if i if i train in the mornings like uh, you know sometimes i'll paddle with kelly or jack or whoever and if someone's on a different board then yeah i'll sprint it's just the same as i've always sprinted yeah um if the thing with sprinting with the board if you're sitting on someone's sidewash it actually is really comfortable Cause the pin tails just forgiving and the round rails. But, um, once you sort of sprinted for anything over a minute, I can't sprint for a minute, but you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> um, then you start feeling that glide come back and, you know, that's when you go from drafting someone to slowly coming into your own. So yeah, I'm stoked with it. I don't want to talk it up too much cause it just sounds silly. I designed it. So
0: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll talk it up for you. Yeah, no, that's I'm stoked.
1: Yeah. A lot of, the thing with us, we don't have, um, you know, we don't, pay the best pros to it but the guys i've i've done boards and they've got it around the world there's a couple of guys that's just send me odd messages and yeah they're just frothing so it's good just for punters weekend warriors that put a lot of effort into it yeah and aren't afraid just to buy a board just um yeah they're just loving it where can we go
0: what's next in a race board design because we've all um, been so obsessed with foiling
1: is anyone yeah. still is anyone in this sport doing r&d on race boards yeah anymore? oh to be honest <laughs> we're we're pushing hard and um I mean, Jacko and Angie are super passionate, mm. probably more so than anyone else and um yeah, I mean we're still pushing hard and and they' they encourage me to always be working on, so I'm already working on the next version of that really um can you can you tell us any secret little nah not really <laughs> <laughs> come no, on,
0: not yet well not in yet. general, where can we go with raceboard design um because you can't
1: just keep going narrower no that's that's definitely one thing we're not doing. We're looking for faster shapes, not, not huge, deep concaves that just slow the board down, no matter how skinny you go. And also even paddling like on a, anything under 21 for me, your feet become too close together. Mm, So even if the board's stable, I don't think it's nice for your hips and back for your legs to be, you know, it's just weird. Like I've, I've tried it on some super skinny boards and yeah, the board is stable enough. But it's something going on where your hips don't like. You know, it's like if you stand with your toe, feet together and you try to paddle. Yeah. Something doesn't feel right. Yeah. I guess if you're like, I don't know, if you're if you're having a fight with someone or something, you spread your legs and you know get a nice balanced stance. You don't walk up with your feet together and you know those UFC fighters they always got their legs spread. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice comment. Yeah. What's um? So what's next? Don't you cut that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll edit we'll that out. That didn't make it in No, don't cut, cut it. So it
1: only says they got their legs spread. <laughs> Could be. Um. Yeah. So next in rate. I mean, construction's a big thing for us. We're always working on the construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I think there's always a little bit. To are you allowed
0: to talk about kinetic? Uh
1: so we'll, oh. Well, that's where our boards are built.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Cause you guys, that's, it's famous for basically having the best quality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They seem pretty famous. Um, and you know, they work hard at it. Um, and they're similar. They, they work really well with us because they're passionate about always moving forward and trying mm-hmm. new things. Um, and as long as we push it, then they're, they're, they're pretty happy. So how are the hollow boards made? Cause you guys have got no, some, I, can't in- that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you they're hollow. They've got no foam. So environmentally, <laughs> that's a bonus too. I saw someone talking about environment the other day with a foam board and I thought, oh, hollow boards are more, less, uh, less foam in them. So, all
0: right, less for carbon footprint. Mm. There's air inside them mm. and that's all you can tell us.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the performance difference? Okay. Forget the secret source of how they're made. How does it perform on the water? What's, what's the benefit of a hollow board? Um, they're stiffer,
1: they're lighter. How are they stiffer if there's nothing in the middle? Well, I'm not telling you what's in the middle. <laughs> 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 you just have to take my word for it. Um, well, they do have PVC stringers. Mm. Um, but I mean, there's, like if you look at an OC one. Yeah, they've, they've always been hollow, right? They've always been, been hollow. I think that, I don't know, I don't really paddle them. Surf skis are always hollow? Yeah. And Why is yes. it
0: taking so long to get good hollow boards?
1: It's that's. Surfer mindset, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Um, well, my, you know, my brother built himself one just because we yeah. couldn't get him in the building. Yeah, I was lucky. Luck, lucky again. The the guys that won are super keen on pushing that stuff, so we managed to make it happen and sell them. But um, yeah, that's, I don't know what else do you want me to say about it. Well, I don't think. You can oh, what's better else? about it? That's right. Yeah. So they're <laughs> stiffer. Yeah. They're, uh, there's less weight in the ends. So if you look at a downwind board, a typical SUP downwind board, it's got a lot of foam in the, in front of your feet. So as far as if you want to maneuver that board, if you got less weight at the front, you know, it's like a short board, you know, a short board is going to turn a lot easier. So that's a benefit. Um, you really notice it when you're going into bumps, you know, they're super forgiving. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty substantial. Yeah. Like for sure. It's, i would i would say it's over like if you're down winning a phone board then you jump on it it would be a couple of percent
0: yeah so it's to me that's substantial do you chat much with your brother
1: all the time i mean <laughs> <laughs> he's my brother <laughs> no we good. never speak we hate each other it's good, so, that you're, nah. good that
0: you're close with your brother. yeah no, nah, we talk i all mean the time. Do you
1: talk about design because he's the designer of sonova yeah design of one not a lot really i mean there's there's a lot of other things going on in both of our lives. Um, you know, most of the time when I call him, I'm on FaceTime with my kids and they're playing There's weird games you can play, you know, when you FaceTime someone, you yeah. get like a unicorn picture on your face and you can catch donuts. And so he's, he's pretty good at taking a dive for the kids. So he lets <laughs> them win. So he's, you know, he's all right, but now nah, design wise, pretty, pretty briefly every now and then. Yeah. Um, but more so we just talk about you know you've been on the water you've been downwinding you still enjoy it downwinding on a regular board yeah i actually did one the other day for the first time we've been running a virtual uh mick from one of the guys in the creek here he's been running a virtual what do you call it virtual race series i guess yeah so you just go out you do the course that he sets and then you log it so he set it downwind. i thought oh i could foil it but it's kind of stupid like there's no point Entering it. So yeah, I did that on a fourteen and it was kind of fun. There's a few little bumps and first K was a little wobbly and then it was all good. <laughs> did you start pumping halfway through? Yeah, that <laughs> 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 Yeah. The first K I was like, What's going on? Why are my legs facing <laughs> forwards? Yeah. But yeah, no, it was good fun. And it was uh good but yeah, I've actually been back on a board a little bit lately. Yeah. Just to even out the body, eh? You know you're always mm. foiling on one side. It's yeah, just to go
0: straight. <laughs> I have not paddled on my right hand side for about. Yeah, because you're months. goofy. Yeah. Mm. I can't notice that
1: left lat. It's oh yeah. Bumping into the desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, it's am I blurring. It's um, it's true. We only paddle on one side when we're foiling. Yeah. I try and paddle on my right. I can't even do it. It just feels like I'm paddling behind me or yeah. something.
1: Yeah. Well, generally in the surf, I just paddle out prone, just to do something different. Yeah. And then I just sit there. Try not to paddle around too much because, yeah, it's so one-sided. So downwind, obviously just paddle on one side. It'd be kind of cool to go goofy and natural downwind just to switch it up. Can you bit. do switch foot? Never tried. I doubt it. I'd <laughs> <That'd>
0: be scary. <laughs> well, you can do everything else in the ocean. You can sail, you can surf, you can
1: foil, you can downwind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm that keen on trying to switch foot downwinding. Yeah. Leave that to the kids.
0: What happens when you crash on a down window have you ever gone over the handlebars
1: oh yeah yeah plenty of times we had um we actually did a run before king of the cut what? yeah last year and it was like must have been 30 knots and we were out uh i was in my brother timmy cyprian was out there on his foil um he's a freak you can just yeah. do everything um jacko and i think jimmy and it was it was pretty much just a survival like we all crashed two or three times because <laughs> <laughs> it was just uh it was just super windy and every bump had like three steps in it. You know? So you're going down a bump and you're over a step, over a step. So you're constantly just skimming the board yeah. just so you don't breach. Yeah. There was a lot of big crashes, a lot of big crashes.
0: I remember when foiling started, everyone thought it was the most dangerous thing. Like we're all going yeah, right. to get our heads chopped off because it was these sharp samurai swords underwater. Yeah. I mean, they hurt like hell if you hit it, but I haven't really seen many injuries lately.
1: Yeah. It's not too bad. Touch wood. Yeah. Touch some carbon. I'm uh, there's a bit of wood in there. I'm, um I haven't hurt myself on a foil, but yeah, um Bo split his head open. Oh nice. Um you know, Curry, a oh, local guy, he um nearly cut himself in half. Yeah, and right. uh So people are still hurting themselves. it's it's been a while, I think. Um but Bo's, you know, he's a loose cannon. He'll <laughs> he'll take on any of them. <laughs> I hope he listens to this.
0: How do you um how do you get into foiling? If someone's listening before we wrap up here, I know it's Saturday night and I appreciate your time. It's a wild Saturday night For It's us. Um, it's as, as big as it gets at the moment. This is, um, this is big. <laughs> we, uh, we work hard and play hard down at the one studio. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's my screen? Here we go. This, um, this video here. For me, this was like the easiest way to learn was this little wave inside the mouth of the river, at tweed. This was yeah, so much right. fun. Yeah. But how would how would you recommend someone get into foiling? What's the um, what's the easiest way? Behind a boat?
1: Waves? I'm definitely really, not downwinding. No, not downwind. Um, I learned on a SUP. There's lots of guys that learn on prones. If you're not really a surfer, probably behind a boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's probably, if you've got access to that, the, the beauty of learning on a SUP, you just paddle out and you can, Paddle onto most bumps. Is supping easier than foil uh, than proning? Uh, than not foiling? easier. It's different. It's it's like anything. You know, it depends how well you want to do it. Everything's hard when you want to do it well. But, but um, if you're a first timer, would you recommend someone start sup foiling or prone foiling? If you if you sup, I'd say sup would be fine. I remember that. going <laughs> on the boat. Yeah. Um, if you if you already sup, surf especially. Um, and maybe the sup's easier just cause you'll catch more waves yep. and you'll get more time on the foil, which is how you learn. Yeah. Um, but if you're, you know, like I'm sure if Kelly Slater goes out on a prone foil, he's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can surf pretty well, you, I mean, you pop up like you're on a surf or it's just a matter of figuring out that balance, you know, like yeah. that front foot, back foot pressure. And hey,
0: how, how are your legs feeling? Are you still going in this? Yeah. It's not like me to be doing that. Are your quads just burning there?
1: been showing off for someone <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably chicken legs yeah <laughs> well Benny we might wrap it up there mate because it cool. actually is Saturday night and it's eight p.m. you got a family to get back to yeah
1: they'll be asleep good times yeah all right well <laughs> uh, thanks for chatting with us no worries Chris I Thank appreciate you. it and oh,
0: cool. um, I'll probably see it work tomorrow
1: yep in an hour <laughs> 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 all right cheers man Ooh. oh